0: On this episode of Homo Superior.
1: But you're right, because you are about to say, Hope coming in with the most useless comment possible. I can't see. Hey, hon, do you remember that you're blind? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Hope. <laughs> she didn't pretty. forget. <laughs> well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior.
0: Welcome to Homo Superior, where first you get the island, then you get the money then you get the mutants issue 294 I'm Kalen I'm
1: Clark and I'm Brent Wingate this week Wolverine tries to eat pray his love uh, eat pray love his way into emotional balance by heading to Japan in the in X-Men the animated series Deadpool 3 has cast the Crowns Emma Corwin in a very particular role are we a clickbait headline or one trick podcast listeners don't want you to know about and uh, we got more news about the comics uh, to movie pipeline, our classic weekly issues, and as always, plugs for things you don't need or want. Uh, but first, some housekeeping.
0: Y'all, it's happening this weekend. Uh, some of us are going to FlameCon in New York City. Uh, those of you who live in New York or are visiting, we hope to see you in person. Come say hello. We'll be on cosplay on Saturday, August twelfth. We're also we're doing our panel. X Games 2, Xier year Game Year. Is that worth the subtitle?
1: No, it's not. Um, the title is not affiliated with the X Games 2. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's so much better.
1: Uh, uh, no, I... Sorry, just... I. My brain was just triggered from a memory of talking about this on a prior episode and how I made us go around and say what our cosplay would be. And I just realized that I lied you lied about what my cosplay would be well
0: you didn't really lie you just were misinforming people because you had previous information that ended up not being true
1: what the fuck are you You talking about you weren't malicious i was i'm so i was supposed to go as colossus Mm -hmm. but my costume uh was shipped to a different person (laughs) so they're like the earliest we can get it to you is next tuesday and i'm like cool Cool, cool, cool. And they're like, "Do you want it still?" And I'm like, "Yes, of course I want it. I've got things to do in that."
0: So you're gonna go as Mikhail instead of Peter. Is yeah, going I, as Magic.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go as Magic.
0: I'd love, that. or maybe as Rasputin. No, you know herself. what?
1: I can't do this anymore. I can't just keep lying to the audience like that. I'm going as Professor X. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. I can't wait to
0: see your cere- cerebro helmet. I'm uh,
2: going as Forget Me Not.
0: Who? I don't remember. Um, L- finishing up the panel, we I'm have. I'm
1: definitely going to use that joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> finishing up the panel conversation, we have, as we've mentioned before, special guest Jay Jordan, uh, uh, really famous on X Twitter, great comedian, is going to be an upcoming X Men writer, and Charlie Jane Anders, who recently finished up her run on New Mutants and introduced uh, Escapade. Really excited to have them both. Uh, we're going to have a Gale time. Come say hello. One other little bit of housekeeping. We have merch, merch t-shirts with all of our faces on it, our logo, uh, some of our stupid dumb jokes. You can Uh, get
1: mugs, you can get tote bags. Oh, the tote bags have such large logos, (laughs) they're inappropriately large. Get a shirt that says, does this cow look vaporized to you? Come on.
0: Just like Ryan did last week.
1: I've got one as well.
0: Oh, okay, it's not a contest.
1: It's a little too tight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay, that's been our housekeeping. Uh,
1: you can find all of our merch. Uh, we've got links in our link tree on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, Twitter at Home X. X and Instagram at Home Podcast. All right, let's move on to MCU Next TV. Our weekly segment focused on MCU Disney Plus TV shows. Uh, we've got our continuing coverage of X-Men the Animated Series. We are on Season 4, Episode 15, Lotus and Steel. Wolverine quits the X-Men, quits... C- quits the X-Men and returns to Japan of his younger days in an effort to find himself. He works peacefully with a former spiritual teacher, Monk Oku, to build a temple. And when a village is about to be attacked by bandits led by Silver Samurai, Wolverine helps. Wolverine and Silver Surfer, I mean, it's a Silver Samurai, it says SS and that's very different. Yeah. He fought in that war too. Uh, Wolverine and Samu- Silver Samurai God. duel and Wolverine beats him and humiliates that stupid Samurai and says He's not going to harm anyone else for sure, probably? Mm-hmm, no. Did this did this contribute in any meaningful way to your experience of the show, Clark?
2: No. <laughs> I mean, I've never really cared about the Silver Samurai aspect of his story ever.
0: I've always liked the visual of Silver Samurai more yeah. than I've liked Silver Samurai. I think he's been the most interesting in the Krokoan era with the him Crucible. They used one
2: time. <laughs> Literally.
0: That, they, that, they, and
2: that was they, the most interesting he's ever been.
1: They, they got all they could out of him. They just
2: sent him away. <laughs> I don't, he's not doing the Crucible. I thought he was doing like the training thing.
0: Uh, he was one of the Crucible people.
2: Uh, I thought there was just like he was having some humorous tournament fight thing in like uh, the first couple issues.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe that. Oh, that's right. He did. It was Apocalypse in the Crucible. You're right. Then... Well, fuck my memory. I can't remember what he's good
2: for.
1: Yeah, I lo- nothing. Nothing. Uh, I love the amount of effort that was put into this character because there are multiple parts throughout you know, the show where he's facing troubles. He's getting scared. He doesn't know what he's doing. And then all of it builds up to this, which is just a wet noodle of character development. He, It doesn't matter. He just goes to a place. Someone tells him one thing hey, maybe you could be a protector rather than a murderer. And he's like, well, that turns me around emotionally.
2: Perfect. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, you
1: are yeah, right. that's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, go ahead.
2: This series has confused all of his Japanese storylines a lot.
0: It has. It's very and muddled. It's, it's
2: like, oh, yeah, he and Death, Lady Deathstrike were together? Sure. And then, wait, what happened to a Mari- Noriko? And then, not Noriko, what's her name? I just lost Mariko? her name. Yeah, Moriko. Yeah. And then because we had remember the whole heart part where they're riding horses, like yeah. maybe fit 20 episodes ago where that didn't cut tie back in. Who are these people they're in? And Scar- Silver Samurai should be involved with that storyline, but they didn't tie him back into that again. It was just it's a bunch of haphazard shit. I love
1: how many episodes are becoming clip shows <laughs> like here are the previous stuff that you've seen before related to this character.
0: It's a, definitely a way of like, like saving time, yeah, you know. and saving money. You yeah.
1: can't wait. And then I watch the next
2: one and it is absurd. Uh, the tie-in at the beginning
0: well what's funny is when i was rewatching this episode because it's been a million years since i've seen it i was like oh they're basically going to do the chris claremont frank miller miniseries like wolverine's first solo outing no not at all because that's a much more interesting story this is essentially seven samurai yeah. Akira kurosawa's seven samurai done in a more boring way
1: <laughs> in 22 all, minutes
0: in 22 minutes
1: no, but you got to see lots of uh, a temple building. Wasn't that exciting? That
0: that was the best part of the episode. <laughs> um, also, it was just Wolverine. Eh.
2: Yeah. Were, were you in love with the, let's change the L's to R's that they do with Asian voice characterization? You know, I have,
0: I have come to peace with the fact that this was the mid-90s, and while they are trying to do uh, more racial and ethnic uh, representation, they don't know how to not stereotype. Mm-hmm. So I have just made my peace with it.
1: It's bad. Yeah, it's yeah, quite I bad. Can't, I it's can't uncomfortable. Hear that that
2: letter change just makes me shudder.
1: Yeah.
0: Anything else in this episode?
1: I don't think so. I mean, it's really hard to wring fun out of this one, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last couple we've
0: had were pretty good. The Nightcrawler episode was a lot of fun.
1: I mean, I watched that one accidentally, and then I had to rush to watch this one. Uh, that one was wild. It's great. That is crazy how oh. how many jokes they tried to slip in and how fucking stupid it is. And also how much is just bothering people with his goddamn religion. <laughs> Leave me the fuck <laughs> alone. He is definitely. He's like, what if you? W- wouldn't faith be a great example of like how to like fuck you? Dude. Proselytizing is a secondary. I reputation. almost threw you off a cliff. You can fucking hate me. How many
2: issues in a row? Are, is this just backstory of characters?
0: Uh, at it's least at three, least, at least three episodes in a row.
2: You said Nightcrawler as well. Yeah, and I mean, then
0: before that was uh Magneto, Scarlet Witch, yeah, and Quicksilver. Exactly. And then and before that, I don't remember. There's
2: another family. Oh, uh, Rogan, Rogan Gambit, and not Rogan Gambit. Jesus, Rogues, Mystique, all that shit. Uh, Nightcrawler oh, so. again. Yeah. It's just, they're just like we don't have new storylines for them. We'll give this old shit and just see what. Well, they've
0: got to do the four parter as like the. Culmination of the season, the apocalypse or
1: thing yeah or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: spoilers yeah. for something that you probably watched already. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's probably why you're actually listening to this podcast in the first place. Hey, Brent, I'm hearing a noise. X tree, X tree, X tree, X It's getting closer. It's getting closer. Clark,
0: save me! Is it's getting closer. X
1: tree, X
2: tree. Brent just the news. Model forward and slam it into a child, and I can't hear his pain anymore. <laughs> um. So heavy spoilers. Uh, <laughs> the following rumor is true, um. Don't listen for a second. The Crown's Emma Corwin uh, in Deadpool 3 is supposedly going to be Cassandra Nova. Woo! <gasps> and it's been described as a very modified version, which I'm not looking forward to now. That's certainly.
0: so bad. Modified meaning she, they will, well, they the actress, and but she, she is Cassandra, yeah. uh, as the character will not be old and wrinkly. I don't know.
2: It doesn't say anything about that, but clearly it's good. It's going to, they're not going to cast um, C- uh, Cor- Corwin as like some elderly woman. Yeah, why would uh, you?
0: Why would you add makeup? You could all just cast somebody who's older. So,
2: what do we think about a r- the Rumi character, and how do you think she can interact with Deadpool Wolverine in the <sighs> world that is we are seeing for so, most likely the last time?
0: So, Emma Corwin played Diana, right, in yeah. the Crown. They are a fantastic actress, Damn actor. Crown. Um, they uh are really really good, and also Cassandra Nova can be a phenomenal character. Mm-hmm. I am worried that Cassandra will be played up for more jokes than actually the menace that she can provide yeah. from the comics because it'll be super irreverent. Uh, it'll be very like, you know, ha ha, whatever, and then just kind of move on. So I'm a little worried about that.
2: I mean, they can't not bring in Professor Xavier now.
0: Yeah. Would it be like a cameo of um, Patrick Stewart, you think? Or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and um, Magneto.
0: Oh yeah, as uh, Ian McCallan. Yeah,
2: they're going to bring those two back in. Yeah, Based on just this casting, I think.
1: Yeah. I get very concerned whenever the produ- producers or whatever say, you know, we just we know how much everyone loves this character and so we're so excited to give our version of it. So let's ruin and it. You're like, uh your version is going to be worse. It's almost uniformly worse. Please don't tell me you took you're a you're still monitor.
0: talking about secret invasion, aren't you?
1: No, I mean why I would I mean i I'm st- <laughs> I'll talk about that too. <laughs> I was actually talking about Domino's pizza <laughs> and their recipe <laughs> for for pizza. Yeah. They, they said, got better though. Well the, yeah, what they did was they're like, uh they were like we've been perfecting our recipe for the past seventy years, and that's why we decided to completely change it. And they just one day had a completely different recipe from everything we were doing Mm -hmm. and try to pretend like we've been working hard in the pizza mines to make this good for you.
0: Do you think it was like new Coke to classic Coke and like it was just a ruse to get people to drink Coke more? Yeah. Pepsi? Okay.
1: So
2: what what are parts of Cassandra Nova do you think, according to you, should not be changed? It'll make her not who she Uh, should
0: be. Xavier's twin from the womb. Oh, yeah. Um... Utterly malevolent, uh, in a very polite and creepy way. Um, that's you know, about it.
1: Olivia Colman would make a great Olivia Colman being a great everything. Shave Nova. her head, and yeah,
2: mummify her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just want the wrinkles. I just want those wrinkles.
1: I do. I would be fine because I think that Steve Orlando's uh, Cassandra is a little bit campier. Yeah. I'd be okay if that's the direction that the movie took it in, you know. But I do agree that there should be a terror to this kind of person.
0: What's funny is, you know, every time you do your Professor X and I say it's like Catherine Hepburn, Mm -hmm. that's how Cassandra should sound.
1: Mm -hmm. I know that. We've only talked about it a hundred times. Well, I'm mentioning
0: it again, all right? All right. Every episode is somebody's first, Brent.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I
2: got some... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and last, um, <laughs> so I've got some MCU news, which is also kind of also X Men related news in a backwards way. Um, Marvel Comics is bringing the Sentry back, which who none of it cares about. It's gonna be by Jason Liu, who was the one who wrote those Jamie Madrox uh, Strong Guy X Men Unlimited mini uh, series that mm-hmm. were going, excuse me, issues that were going on, and it's illustrated by Luigi Zagaria, who drew the last four issues of Deadpool that we've been reading. Mm-hmm. Yep. It won't be Bob Reynolds though as a Sentry. He's dead. Remember we saw Null kill him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Instead, ordinary people are going to start seeing Bob's past memories and start manifesting his manifesting manifesting his powers. And some are shitheads. It says, <laughs> "Who will be the last standing?" And will it be Steven Yoon, who's going to be Sentry in um, in Thunderbolts?
0: I mean, that's a clever way of making the uh, comics version be reflective of the MCU version. I'm also much more interested in this version of the Sentry now. That now that he's w-
2: dead and his <laughs> yeah, no, the
0: Bob Reynolds stuff is always this sort of meta commentary. It was like. I mean, when Paul Jenkins wrote that miniseries back in the early two thousands for Marvel Knights, I was like, "Oh, it's interesting." It was like their follow, like him and Jay Lee's follow up to Inhumans. Um, it was a little Miracle Manny, but not bad. It's just when Bendis tried to like mm-hmm. m- mainstream him into the Avenger or New Avengers that I really I was like, I, it, it, "He doesn't work for me in the MCU." This could work. This is interesting. This is not like. A Superman or Miracle Man pastiche.
1: Where did he get his powers? Originally,
2: I don't remember because I hate him.
0: <laughs> um, I don't really. I think it's some. I don't know. It's a mystical origin. All like right. you just dumped both Clark and Wow me.
2: because we didn't. We ha- I, I you hate this character. I so hate much.
1: him.
0: I just. I don't. I've, did you ever read the original miniseries, Brent? No, like on Marvel Limited or anything. No, no.
1: I I had uh, dishes to wash. <laughs> so <laughs> many dishes.
0: <laughs> uh, he's just it's just it's fine. Like the 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 conceit of the original miniseries was, oh, this is a character that everybody forgot that Marvel published him in the sixties for like one or two issues, and uh, they decided to mine like their you know their archives and found him. That was a hoax. Oh, that was, that was kind of fun. It was yeah, it was an interesting hoax that I was like oh okay, and now like and then you're like oh the story was not that interesting. The art was beautiful, but. That's about it.
1: All right. Well, maybe they'll pretend like they had already made a century movie and uh, they never really had. <laughs> oh. Like, you didn't watch them. They really
0: Mandela'd that That'd to us for us. Stupid. Yeah, I like it. All right. Let's get into the issues. The issues are our weekly recap of all things X. And we're in week two of Fall of X. Uh, this week, we've got Immortal X-Men number 14, Children of the Vault number one, and Ghost Rider slash Wolverine, Weapons of Vengeance Alpha number one. Could there be any more words in that title, by the way?
1: Uh, and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it.
0: <laughs> uh, so let's start with Immortal X-Men. Uh, it's by Kieran Gillen and Lucas Wernick. Charles Xavier is doing his best castaway, castaway cosplay, and all he needs is an anthropomorphic volleyball. Sebastian Shaw realizes you have to redefine print when you make a Faustian bargain. Turns out he doesn't own Krokoan assets. He owns the actual island, which is super creepy if you think about it. Krakoa is a sentient being. In between berating his new assistant and losing control of the hellfire, hellfire Club, Shaw makes plans to strip mine Doug Ramsey's non-sexual life partner. Oh, and I'm bearing the lead. Several members of the disbanded Quiet Council and the mutants from the gala were transported to some non-descript uh, uh, desert. And Exodus has decided to play Moses to get back to the promised land. Next up, the Ten Commandments. Or should I say, the X Commandments.
1: You know, that joke works better on Twitter rather than when you read it, K. What's funny it.
0: is I actually wrote it first here, and then I did it on Twitter. You're a monster. Yeah, it's funny. And, and
1: also, Cerebro is a perfect Wilson. The helmet, he could just talk to that like it's his best friend, and he's going crazy on an island.
0: God damn it. That is good. All right. So uh, we found out that Wilson Fisk is the new white king of the Hellfire Club. That's the contract thing he was signing in Invincible Iron Man from two weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very interesting. I really like that. So what do you guys think about this book now that the Quiet Council is disbanded and mostly no longer on Krakoa?
1: I don't have any particular opinions about the Quiet Council right now.
0: I just, I'm, I'm, it's my question about what do you think about this issue? Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. Sorry.
1: I for some reason I assumed it went in some other direction. Um, as far as an issue goes, I really love the idea that Charles Xavier is so self-deluded that he won't entertain the possibility that people are still alive and somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I hope that we don't stall with him just in that position forever because it's fundamentally a boring position to be static over five weeks. I don't know. Shaw seems weird. It seems like it's weird for uh, this jabroni to run around and act like he could just make billions of dollars from a few cents. That seems pretty stupid if you ask me.
0: It sounds like Shaw. Actually, yeah. it's very in character for him. What'd you think Clark?
1: Um, I mean,
2: I'm uh, Exodus has been one of my favorites since this whole thing started. Krakoa, that I've, the last three, four pages fantastic. Yeah. I'm very excited for where they're lead, lead, leading with that. Uh the other thing I noted it's not really just the Razum Desert it's nothing. It's literally nowhere no wind. it says. Yes. Okay. So it's just some nebulous place and It's um, limbo
0: l- not limbo limbo but limbo with
1: It could with
2: be the like you know, you know the no, no place.
0: place. The white hot room maybe even.
2: Sure. I mean it's That's the that's the, the, r- that's the beach
1: th- resort they have here. Oh uh, okay. It's the wh- huh? yeah.
0: Instead right. uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> of white lotus the white hot room.
2: Uh, uh, I We still don't know where Colossus is. He's the only one unaccounted we, on, for. From the QC? Yeah.
0: Well, we also don't know where Storm is because she was transported we, well, away.
2: No, we, but I, we know enough of where she is that we know she's not there. Yeah. I just sure. meant in terms of... We haven't seen yeah. them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Exodus being the uh, turning into the Messiah is a very interesting development uh-huh, uh-huh. and a very dangerous one. I cannot wait for the exodus was right t-shirts.
2: Oh, I I already have them.
0: Yeah, you you're going to make them I think. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Uh how do you feel about Destiny once again being completely useless at her <laughs> fucking job? Uh, Hope <laughs> saying like, is this, everything- this is
2: this is why I didn't want her to come back for this reason, another reason, but because they have to constantly nerf her in order to make the character possible. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you you cannot you cannot keep her as powered as she
1: is. <laughs> but you're right cuz you're about to say Hope coming in with the most useless comment possible. I can't see. Hey, hon, do you remember that you're blind? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Hope. That's she cr- didn't forget. Hope,
0: <laughs> like, look. Hope was raised in the far future where manners were n- were not oh necessary at Everyone had been
2: murdered multiple planet wise. I mean, she, she was,
0: was hunted down by Bishop over like centuries mm-hmm. and millennia.
1: It's just so aggressive. I
0: fucking love Hope. She's, what
1: a bitch. Uh, other than that i don 't think there's much i 've got uh
0: it 's great um i mean this is this is the book that I was looking forward to the most after the uh, after the Hellfire gala, and it did not disappoint because it is still ostensibly about the quiet council just not as a governing body it 's just about the people and what they 're all going to go through so i 'm glad that the cast roughly hasn 't changed
1: uh is there any uh concern about the uh, like the humanizing gun that is currently in Sebastian Shaw's possession.
2: Um, I mean, we, I guess we should be, but they've done so much of that shit for so long. I just don't. It doesn't. Oh, you phase mean the, me. g- the genome thing? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't I mean, phase me at all anymore. It's
0: like Doctor Rao had that in Kavita yeah, Rao, had that in Astonishing Z- X Men that Joss Whedon did.
1: So
2: it'll work till it doesn't. It'll stop happening. every...
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, it's definitely. I feel like
1: Orcus would be very interested in that gun. Right
2: Maybe
0: I think they're more about I don't think they're 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 not evangelists Of like Anti-mutant that way They're just using that I think for Other means Does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah I see that uh, I guess There are so many people Who are like The When we can get into You know The children of the vaults Whenever But This idea that You can just stop the mutants Like Mutations won't Continuously happen oh, Is I see what crazy you mean. to
0: me Yeah Maybe Maybe, but um, I I rather liked like Shaw just being a complete fucking shit heel. I mean, be him being terrible to Shabon, his new assistant, and just calling her Tessa. Mm-hmm. It's like I like it's like I I make this much money, I pay you this much, I can call you what you want. It's such a gross thing, and the thing about like strip mining Krakoa is a very gross thing too. Owning owning Krakoa is a disgusting thing. So
1: Sebastian's like, I don't have any money, and Shabon's like, oh. Why don't I keep working for you? Which yeah. how are you getting paid? You gotta start thinking about things for yourself. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Shabon. Uh Clark, I think we had a little bit of information about Kieran Gillen from a substack.
2: Oh yeah, I guess. He said that he originally wanted to literally have ten issues of just castaway of Professor Xavier just stuck on the island. <laughs> but that the That was before they decided it was going to be a five-issue sequence was going to be what um, the Fall of X was. So So, now we know finally from a creator this is going to be five issues. It's purposely only five issues, and something obviously is going to happen afterwards. It's not like a done deal.
0: So so the Fall of X then, if I count correctly, will end by the end of this year. And then there will be something that happens maybe in January that will set us off on a new direction.
1: Something, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... Any speculation on what that could be? Uh,
1: I think Sabretooth and the Exiles finally make a return. (laughs) They go on back and they form a new school and uh, they welcome all mutants and Orcas is fine with it.
2: I'd be fine with that not ever continuing. (laughs) I absolutely don't give a shit about that.
1: All right, let's move on to
0: Children of the Vault number one uh, by Dennis Kemp and Lucas Amoreska. The children have risen from their slumber and boy are they pissed. Not only that, They've rebranded themselves Miracle Did Man style. Did they get style. up on the wrong
1: side of the egg? Nope. Nothing? Slumber? Wrong side uh, of the egg?
0: Uh, That joke needs to be poached a little mm-hmm. bit longer. Um, anyways, uh, they've rebranded themselves Miracle Man style. They're now the children of tomorrow, and they're here to save the world, you see. Oh, Cable's been a prisoner of orcas following the gala, and perennial an- antagonist of his, Bishop, breaks him out. Our new favorite odd couple goes through some hijinks and Cable discovers that Bishop and well, everyone has been infected by a virus that the children have put in. A real pandemic, if you will. So this is the first time we're reviewing anything by Dennis Camp. What do you think of his writing style?
1: The first thing I think of is there's a lot of potential here. That as far as the storyline goes, the fact that the children of tomorrow show up, they are in as imposing a way, if not more so than Krakoa was. Yeah. Just running around doing shit. Uh, that, that will make for an interesting contrast if like the themes about, hey, we're fine with, with it if it's not mutants doing it. It wasn't it was never the geopolitics ever. It yeah. was that you're fucking mutants, I think yeah. would be great. Yeah. Um, I think that the relationship between Bishop and Cable, while it's been done before, I think in this case, was still interesting. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like they're constantly at their, each other's throats and they've got to kill each other. They're actually like, ah, we don't like each other, but we will definitely work together.
0: Um, Dennis Camp is relatively new in the comic scene. The only thing of his I've read is 20th Century Men, which is uh, published by Image, and it's very good. Um, he has both Cable's and Bishop's voices down. Um, I think they're great. Like Bishop, this is how Bishop should sound to me. Um, even more so than obviously in War College that we saw by Jay Holtham, or uh, in the various iterations of the Marauders, where he was like very much a secondary or even sometimes a tertiary character. Uh, I thought their interaction was great. They're basically like, I don't like you, you don't like me, but we got you know we got bigger fish to fry. That's always a storyline. It's a cliche, but it's a cliche I really like. Also, I really dug the re- like the redesign of the children of the Vol- of children of tomorrow. Excuse me. Yeah, they looked very much like the Eternals, like from Chloe Zhao's movie.
2: I like some of them. I don't like Seraphina's look at all. She's I thought the first one was too awesome to to throw away.
0: I think I think it's very her looking like an imposing superhero god type. I hate it. Um, I don't like it more than her original look, but it I think it works for the story.
1: I hope that they, the scope of, I mean, I know that they are. The scope of The Children Tomorrow isn't just limited to X books that other comic books have to, like, reconcile with this reality in the same way they did with Grico, but yeah. I know that they won't.
0: Yeah. Uh, I very much enjoy this issue.
1: I wish
2: that Kadena was going to be part of the main group. We see her for a minute. She's the one with, like, the, the fishbowl helmet oh, and the yeah. red, but she's not one of the eight that they talk about being important in the series. Oh, okay, which okay, that's sucks. And they have Luz here, too. She was in Mike Carey's, like, run. She was just a random one they introduced. In the um, Supernova's arc? Yeah. Yeah. Was it? No, 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 that was the one where they all introduced. She was introduced in one where they were oh, ran- X- randomly in... in um, X-Men Legacy. In Yeah. In yeah. In, they were in India, Mumbai, I believe.
0: Yeah, that's right. With, uh, oh, what's the... And she was,
2: like, she hated the, the inhu- not the Inhumans, good Lord, the Children of the Vault slash Tomorrow.
1: Yeah i really like fine now uh the the explanation of various futuristic diseases and parasites yeah it's a little bit stupid to have like a parasite of ideas but uh i was sold on Hexus the living corporation yeah <laughs> and that's it's, cr- it's an entity that survives by forming a corporation hiring people firing them and making profit
0: i have I, i'm trying to remember the reference but i've definitely seen that before like like the living entity of a corporation and like it acting almost like parasitic in that way, yeah, uh companies are people, my friend, you get that reference print, Did you get my reference? do you get it? Do you wanna explain it? no, um all right, uh anything else on children of the vault number one
1: the
2: the lithium pools part was really good. I'd forgotten
1: that that wasn't even a thing,
0: oh, in the, uh Chile, yeah, yeah,
2: and he's just drinking it down,
0: yeah, that's. Not good for you. No.
1: I believe he's committing suicide, right? Uh, sure. While yeah.
2: taking a selfie.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that's the way to go. All right. Let's move on to Ghost Rider slash Wolverine Weapons of Vengeance Alpha Number 1 by Benjamin Percy and Jeff Shaw. Wolverine has left Krakoa and entered the 90s in this extreme crossover featuring two of the most infamous antiheroes from that decade. You add, to, uh, <laughs> you add Venom to this and you could make a triple threat. Uh, in this one shot, we mostly get a creepy body horror backstory of a kid who doesn't belong because he's possessed by a demon. Both Logan and Johnny Blaze had to deal with him back in the day, but guess what? The demon kid is back, and this time, it's for money. Um, what y'all think?
1: Clark? Did I you-
2: didn't think. All right. I skimmed it. I just don't care about any of these people.
1: The towers of corpses are Cool. Uh, Very creepy. Jeff Shaw did a nice job of trying that. Yes, very creepy. Um, I think there's a lot of great artwork, uh, for example, Um, but uh, it really irritates me to no end that this is kind of happening right now. It's like you're... It's like you're telling someone about like a serious traumatic event in their life, and then they like look up and they're like, Oh yeah, did you notice the price of bananas went down to the grocery store? Like, What the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. This is completely unrelated to the big stuff that I was just dealing with. What do you mean Ghost Rider is here? Shut up.
0: I am convinced that Benjamin Percy said, All right, we're doing Fall of X. I got X-Horse doing whatever. I really want to do a Ghost Rider story with Wolverine. That's it. He is a child of the 90s, or not a child, but, you know, he was a young man in the 90s and, like, really loved these characters, loved them together, and wants to throw them in this thing. It could have been a lot worse, is all I'll say. Um,
1: it's not bad.
0: Yeah, I think, the, I think the creepy backstory worked, like, in horror movie style. Uh, my one weird continuity thing, this is incredibly petty, but when uh, the kid shows up at the X-Mansion mm-hmm. and he sees Wolverine in his blue and yellow costume... And in uh, your
1: canon, Wolverine wasn't wearing anything.
0: He wasn't he was wearing a towel in and my imagination. Uh no, but um you see Nightcrawler and you see Kitty Pride in the mansion. Mm-hmm. At this point, when Kitty is there as part of the X Men, mm-hmm. this is right when Wolverine went from blue and yellow to to the brown costume, brown and orange costume.
1: Maybe this is what inspired that change. <laughs> <Please>. oh, fuck <laughs> that's your no prize yeah. you blew it wide open
0: brent i got nothing else to say yeah. that's my only thing
1: you got anything johnny blaze <laughs> about, to, about the stuff
2: i barely read because yeah. i didn't give a shit yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. all right well okay oh, no. I, that- hey look i have <laughs> i have rubber bands in my teeth i make it difficult for me
0: hey uh clark what did you call it last week don't Beat Daddy's Balls. Something like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, don't. I don't think it
1: was, but, I don't know. All right. Plug me, Daddy. I think it was
2: Beat Daddy's Balls. Oh,
1: Beat. You heard that noise that I almost <laughs> made. <laughs> uh, we're wrapping up uh, with our, you know, classic plugs, where we're just going to talk about the things that we've consumed over the past week, and that you will maybe consume over the next week. Who's got some?
0: I do. So last week I served on Jury Duty. Uh, it was a very interesting event, but that's not what I'm plugging.
1: Plug Jury Duty.
0: <laughs> I am plugging the show Jury Duty on Amazon Prime, which I finally decided to watch after going through it for, the, for real. It is, I know the hype was there. A lot of y'all watched it already. I plugged it. And you have plugged it before. I'm, it's a replug, Good. I guess. Um, it is so well done. It is so well done. Have you seen it, Brent?
1: I watched the first episode and Maybe I be nominated. I got a little bit sick of the humor.
0: Uh, I would say keep watching it because I, I think it's very funny and it's also very sweet yeah. at the same time.
1: To me, it feels like, oh, someone who was a part of The Office was making this and they really want you to know that.
0: Think about it this way: so if you watch the very first episode of um, Ab- Abbott Elementary, you'd probably get that feeling. But if you keep watching Abbott Elementary, you realize it's kind of going in its own direction.
2: I almost dropped it after the first two, and then decided to rewatch, watch three and four because I was like, "Why not?" And then it, I loved it. Yeah, All right,
0: I think I, I think I think, I think it's one of those things that gets better after the first episode for <laughs> sure. It's very very good.
1: Clark, what do you got? You go. I'm trying to think. Okay, so mine is a little bit out of date, but uh, there were three films that were made. uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes that I had never really watched. Are these from the 70s? No, these these are the 2000s. 2011 to 2017, (laughs) and uh, I never watched them, uh, but upon learning that they were directed by Matt Reeves, I thought, why don't I give them a shot? And as it turns out, they're quite enjoyable. Uh, It's a case of the second uh, movie in a series being better than the original or the first. Yeah. Um, And there's a lot of great themes that Reeves plays with as far as the nature of uh, politics, the way we interact with each other, and what we can and can't control. I like it. You should watch them. That's a plug. (laughs) <laughs>
2: what's your plug like My plug isn't really a plug as much as it's just I've been rewatching Gargoyles, the Disney Gargoyles yeah. for the last 3 days but somehow I've basically gone more than halfway through cuz I don't do anything else but watch TV. And I mean it's, the storytelling is amazing. The the villains are really good, but they have zero learning curve to them. They just continue to do the same thing over and over again and you're like, "Okay, I you should have gotten to the point understood something by now." Yeah. yeah. That's a little frustrating. But I mean, it's a really well-done show, and the, they're connecting it with Shakespeare, with mythology, with, every, I don't know, just anything. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, uh, it was a great show back in the day. I have not watched it since it first aired, but I loved it as a kid.
1: You're trying to see. outdate my plug? Is that what you're trying to do? I th- well, see, pl- I thought your plug was going <laughs> to be the
2: 70s. I,
0: well, <laughs> I love that, like, my plug was when the Clark did. You did something from the 2010s. He did something from the 90s. Yeah.
1: Well, one. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Right, next, next that we'll plug plan. things from the 1800s.
0: Ah, yes, electricity.
1: That's been our episode. We've been Homo Superior. You can find us at FlameCon. Yes, this you weekend. can. Our panel is on Saturday at 2:30. We're going to be playing games. You can win prizes. Uh, if you're going to be there, hit us up. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at Homeless Superior X or Instagram at Homeless Superior Podcast, where we. Post memes and polls and make lots of jokes that we should not be allowed to make. (laughs) That's been our episode. Bye, little homos.
2: Bye.